Hello and welcome to the Greenhouse Church Podcast. My name is Benj Gould and I'm the lead pastor. We are all about creating an environment where anyone can follow the way of Jesus. So we hope that this teaching helps you on your way. We are in a new series called The Practice of Community. And... Um, we, we kicked that off last week. And if you haven't caught up on the podcast, if you missed it last week, I would encourage you to do that because it sets the scene for a lot of what we're doing today. Um, there is a, a rat experiment that I love. I've talked about this before. And poor rats always get experimented on. Um, but it was an experiment where they set up uh, four rats two bottles of water. One was just fresh water and another one was water laced with cocaine. And when the rats were on their own, 100% of the time in this experiment, they ended up trying the cocaine water and became addicted and eventually died. Poor rats. Um, But they also did the experiment when they were with other rats and they had places to explore and go around and they had food and they had their needs met. And the same thing, fresh water and water laced with cocaine. And almost always the rats would try the water with cocaine in it, but then they would go back to the fresh water. And um, it's a beautiful picture of community. And one of the things they say with this sort of in the report of this experiment was that um, the opposite of sobriety The opposite of addiction is not sobriety, but the opposite of addiction is connection. And um, if we are to be formed in the way of Jesus, if we are to uh, not be addicted to the ways that we sort of, you know, self-gratify, the ways that we turn inwards on ourselves, we make ourselves king instead of being others focus, um, the way that we sort of ignore what's going inside of us, the opposite of that is not um, you know, just, just trying to like get right on our own. The opposite of that is, is community. And in order to be formed, we need good community around us. Um, we know that physical health is tied to community, which we talked about that last week. We know that emotional health is tied to community, but I, I really believe that spiritual health is tied to our community and the depth of our spiritual maturity is tied to the depth of our spiritual community. Eugene Peterson um, has this great quote. He says, we can't form ourselves by ourselves. Uh, The journey of the Christian pilgrimage, uh, the Christian journey in life is to be formed in the way of Jesus. And we actually can't form ourselves by ourselves. Spiritual formation requires community. It's, it's a necessity. And so last week we talked about this idea of proxemics, that there are, there are different um, group sizes and group dynamics. As humans, we kind of relate to different spaces and, and places in different ways. And kind of my working theory is that as followers of Jesus, we need to cultivate each of these spaces. And we talked about these in more detail uh, last week, you can catch up on the podcast, but there's the, the, the kind of public space, the large gatherings where we see that we're part of something bigger than ourselves. That's our Sunday gatherings. There's the social gatherings where we kind of laugh and cry together. We can hear one another's stories. Um, that's our dinner parties. We share the Lord's Supper together. And then there's this, this private space, this personal space, two or three other people. 
where we actually are able to go a level deeper. We're actually to reveal a little bit more of who we are. Jesus did this so well with the 72, the 12, and the 3. And so I, I really want to look at today that, that, that last space, that third space, the two or three others. What would it look like for you to, de- to develop the three, the two or three other people in your world, the few that know you deeply and that you know deeply in return? You know, the people that you could call on a bad day, the people that you that kind of know you enough not to be impressed by you, that you can be deeply honest with without um, fear of repercussion. Dale Stevenson, who is the senior pastor of Crossway Baptist, um, says that we are to invest in the few for the sake of the many. Invest in the few for the sake of the many. Proverbs puts it like this, Proverbs 27, 17, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And the thing to notice about that is like, for, for iron to sharpen iron, it requires close proximity. And in the study of proxemics, you know, that, that private space is, is the closest space. Um, and formation to be sharpened, to be um, shaped is determined by proximity to people. So who in your life is really sharpening you? There's that famous quote, Uh, If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And I think our world is full of a lot of people going going really fast, really busy. And the the sort of mythology we tell ourselves in our culture is that the story of the overnight success, the startup that blew up or the person that, you know, became famous overnight on, on Instagram or TikTok or whatever it is. Um, but the stories we don't celebrate are the stories of people that have gone far. And we don't, we don't look to our elders anymore and celebrate people that have been walking with Jesus and have a depth of love and joy and peace, which is like the triumphant, that the, the three things that Paul talks about that um, that John talks about in the book of John is like, as, as we're formed in Jesus, the fruit that comes is a deeper love, a joy and a peace. And um, we kind of don't celebrate that, but that's the, that's the kind of the goal of life. And when you, you know, you go to a funeral, you don't hear about people, you know, they got heaps of cars or their house, you know, their, their extension on their house was beautiful. You, you hear about those, those things that were loving their, their joy, their peace, they served others. And that's kind of the depth of what it means to be formed as a human being. That's actually the goal when we kind of drop down. Ronald Rollheiser says, deep friendship is as difficult as it is rare. And uh, the iron sharpening iron is, again, it's a beautiful metaphor, but it, but it is, there's, there's a shaping, there's a, there's a, there's a, um, a getting rid of sharp edges. There's that taking off of the, the grit. Deep friendship is as difficult as it is rare. And this space, the personal space, the private space is a hard one to cultivate. Um, and so we're trialing an experiment, um, calling, calling it triads. And 
This experiment involves finding two or three other people in your world and actually being intentional, joining in a, a, a little covenant with one another for, for a period of time. Um, really, the goal of this is to help one another walk at the pace of Jesus. You would find two or three other friends that you could really develop deep spiritual friendship with. Um, and because I'm trying to be a good Baptist pastor, walking at the pace of Jesus, pace is an acronym. Um, and so these are, these are the four things that, that um, these triads make up. Prayer, action, confession, and encouragement. Prayer, action, confession, encouragement. Um, prayer. So the idea is that you would find two or three other people in your world and your commitment to them would be that you are going to pray for them regularly, ideally daily, to, to bless them, to, as, as uh, Dallas Willard says, to will the good of those people, to pray for protection and healing and, and the prayer points they have. And I think even if we just got this, if I had like two or three people that I just prayed for every day, the power of that, I think, is incredible, that we would just kind of direct our, our relationship with God in the direction of someone else. I reckon that is power, and there's power in the spiritual realm in that. So, so to pray for one another regularly. Um, the second one is action, to help, peep, to help uh, one another keep accountable to the ways that we want to put our faith into action. And so this might work like I, I want to try and um, develop a practice of silence and solitude. And so that I would have people that I'd be able to talk about that with, people that would ask me about that. And there's something about just kind of the, the, um, the social contract of that, that you said you're going to do something. And um, community is a huge part in habit formation. And so to, we would have people in our world that we are helping direct them in the way that they want to go. It's, it's all self-chosen. We're not kind of enforcing something on someone else, but something that we've chosen to do that others help us to uh, keep account for. So prayer, action. The third one is confession. Now, this is, um, this is one that I've, I've become really convicted about. Um, and we're going to talk about this in a bit more detail in a couple of weeks. But uh, really the us Protestants from the Reformation in the 1500s were kind of split away from the Catholic Church. We threw confession out with the kind of Catholic bathwater um, as a reaction to the fact that, you know, a, a priest would mediate between me and God. And there's kind of, there's a beauty in that, that um, we actually do have direct access to God and our confession and forgiveness. We don't actually need another person. Um, Jesus is our, is our high priest, but uh, we believe, particularly as Baptists, one of the one of the kind of distinctives of being a Baptist is believing in the priesthood of all believers, uh, which comes from Peter's writing, the priesthood of all all believers that we all become the mediating presence between God and others, that we are the body of Christ. We carry the presence of Jesus with us. And so therefore we can mediate the presence of God to other people. The, the, the priesthood of all believers that says that the pastor isn't more important. The pastor isn't closer to God than anyone else. We all carry the presence of God. And James tells us that uh, to um, confess our sins to one another so that we might be healed. Confess our sins to one another, not confess our sins to God, 
we confess our sins to one another so that we might find deep healing. That honesty with another person actually brings deep healing. And so part of this, this triad experiment is creating safe space for, for confession to bring that practice again without the kind of power imbalance that might happen in other spaces. So prayer, action, confession, and encouragement that you would commit to instill courage into your two or three, to ask God for visions or Bible verses or to speak good about them behind their back or call out their future um, tell them what they're good at. Just encourage that what you've seen in them. And I just think there's there's power in those four things. If we could pray for a few people regularly, if we could help keep one another accountable to who we actually want to be, the practices we want to form, to create space, uh, a safe space to be honest and find healing and forgiveness through that, and then just to commit to encourage one another. And I guess what's at risk if we don't develop these things is that particularly with our peers, instead of praying for our peers, we can begin to compete with our peers. We sort of compare ourselves to our peers and where they're at at life, where they're at in their relationship with God. And instead of kind of uh, speaking blessing in their world, we're sort of comparing like where, where we are on the social ladder or whatever it is. So competing rather than praying for our peers. Uh, The second one is that we would um, sort of fall into that cultural trap of, into individual individualism over accountability um, that we kind of just think we're self-sustaining that we don't need other people to speak into our world uh, the third one that we would believe lies instead of truth that the kind of the lies that we sometimes tell ourselves about who we are or what's really going inside that that actually shapes us that we would kind of push what's really going inside deep inside rather than bring things out into the open and to the sunlight for healing and a restoration and and um instead of encouraging one another we would, we would gossip about one another we'd talk about one another behind our backs so prayer action confession encouragement galatians 6 just as we finish up um verse 2 tells us to share each other's burdens. This is Paul talking. He's writing to the Galatian church. He says, share one another's burdens and in this way, obey the law of Christ. What's the law of Christ? It's to love God and love neighbor. And so one of the primary ways to love our neighbors, particularly our Christian brothers and sisters, is to share one another's burdens, to actually do life with people that we're, we're helping carry the load of, of one another's, um, you know, boulders and baggage and the stuff that we've got going on. And um, that's, that's a beautiful sentiment sentiment. And we like to think that that would just kind of happen organically. And sometimes it does, but in, in my kind of reading of the way that humans work and because of the kind of thread of our society and the pull of our, our society towards individualism and autonomy, um, unless we kind of habituate that, habituate the, the sharing of one another's burdens, it actually doesn't happen. It becomes a nice idea. It becomes something that's aspirational. But how does that happen, you know, on a Tuesday afternoon? And so um, as we launch triads, this is a, something that I, I, I don't imagine everyone in our church will do. Um, for one, it's, it's actually quite hard to find two or three people that you sort of... Um, 
begin to feel comfortable with in this space. And, that, and that's really important. It's important that they're self-chosen and people that you that you want to do this with. And that's why we, we won't place you in triads. It's got to be kind of self-directed. Um, but if you're really serious about following the way of Jesus and you want to develop these, these kind of proxemic spaces, these spaces of community, then I, I would really encourage you to pray and think deeply about maybe if there's some people that God might be bringing to mind for you. Um, and for some of us, you know, those relationships are already there. And maybe this is just part of a kind of leveraging the relationships you already have to actually go deeper, to leverage it for your formation, to see the kingdom of God come here on earth as it, as it is in heaven. And I imagine for others as well, a conversation, a conversation like this highlights kind of our lack of that level, that lack of close friends. Um, and I know that's that can be quite hard to actually think about that. Um, and and my my sort of next steps for that for you would just to be just to pray, to pray and ask God to bring some people into your world. This might take years. Um, and and the second thing is just to go out of your way and to serve people and to and to kind of um, will the good of the other and see what arises. Um, and so there's probably, yeah, there's probably those two groups of people and, and everything in between, but if, if you, uh, go away, we might have a little bit of time and space now where you might be able to just pray and ask if God's bringing anyone to mind for you. And, um, then you can talk about that with them. Um, on our website, greenhousechurch.online forward slash triads, you can actually register your triad. Um, and we will send you out a, a resource pack, um, which has a whole bunch of resources around how to do those four things, the, the prayer, action, confession, and um, encouragement. It's got a covenant that you can actually sign uh, with those people. And I, I know that seems very like over the top, um, particularly in our culture of like autonomy and, and individualism. But I reckon there's power to like putting pen to paper and committing to another person. This, this kind of covenant with other people. Um, that might seem a bit too over the top, but I, I just think like raising the bar of relationships uh, is, is a cool and important thing to do and, and a cool experiment to try. Um, and some resources around spiritual habits and, and those sort of things. So um, you can do that greenhousechurch.online forward slash triads. I know there's a bunch of people that listen to this podcast as well, that you're probably listening on the podcast right now that maybe you don't go to greenhouse, you go to another church, but you still want to be part of a triad and you've got people in your world. You can sign up as well. Um, you don't have to come to greenhouse to do that. We'll send you out the resources and that can be um, all self-directed. But right now, um, I'll just give us a bit of time and space. And I just want you to ask, ask God that question. Is, is it someone, two people, three people that you're bringing to mind to, to ask, to begin this conversation with, to begin to cultivate that, that private space and to leverage that for the formation of our souls. Is that cool? Wonderful. Take some time and space. Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you speak to us? God, I pray that you would drop names into our hearts. And uh, God, I just pray, um, particularly for those of us that might feel those relationships are, are lacking or there's, there's no one that particularly comes to mind right now. 
that you would begin to align things. God, you would bring people into our world that would um, form those, those deep personal spaces in our, in our life. God, we thank you for our church and we pray that this experiment, this creation of, of new space um, might be leveraged for your kingdom, that it may fuel your formation within us, that it may push forward who you have called us to be, um, not just for the sake of us, but for the sake of the world and our neighborhoods and our families and our workplaces and our country. So we ask that you would speak just in this next few moments.